0: Welcome back to the Lorgoys. I'm one of your co-hosts, Justin. I'm Zach.
1: And I'm A.E. And unfortunately, Michelle couldn't join us again. She's planeswalking.
2: Still gone. Along the East Coast. Traveling yeah, the Eastern multiverse. To Boston. Boston.
0: Slaying nerds all across the East oh. Coast. Oh, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be
2: talking about that. Like the police, maybe after. <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> as a as a nerd myself who's done Tons of slaying and has been oh slayed God, just, many times confessing. before. Yes. It's great. We planeswalkers have regenerate, although some some wounds last forever. <laughs> some wounds have withered. Yeah. <laughs> the darkness. Oh my gosh. So we have a new story today. Yes, yeah, finally. World, or actually, it was yesterday. World Class by uh, none other than Mark Rosewater Monroe himself. Which I was very surprised to see the, the in, in the new daily MTG. There's the. Well, the, how could
2: the, the creative team let anyone else take a lead on this beautiful Mark Rosewater? Enveloped set.
1: It is only right, and I think it's it's fair to point out that all you need to do to write a magic story is be a world class game designer for twenty years.
2: So I'll <laughs> reassure our listeners. Hey, he did art in the first or in the last unstable, so he had to do a story in this one.
1: Is that the, uh, uh, look at me on the DCI?
2: at yeah. DCI. <laughs> I'll have to look that one up. I'm. He has the actual like the, the painting that he drew for that card up. In his office, like he yeah. has the actual frame of it.
1: I think this is entirely appropriate that he writes this. Uh, he wrote this, and that uh, he did was allowed to make the set. Probably yes. overall, just what he has done for magic is fine to commemorate them. He I has guess.
2: earned this. Yes,
1: <laughs> he has earned these ridiculous gnomic puns.
0: Yes. <laughs> so before we get into by no means, yeah. <laughs> before we get into world class, why why Mark Rosewater with this story?
2: Oh, because it's. Wait. One, the creative team is already stretched to their limit in terms of resources, so it makes fiscal sense for Mark to write this story himself. But also because he knows the world. He did the world building. Like, this is this is his creation in all aspects. So it only makes sense that he would be the best able to tell a story about the world.
0: And what's uh, Mark Rosewater Morrow, what is his special connection to the unsets.
2: They well way back in the day before Magic did uh, secondary expansions at all. They just did standard sets. uh, Mark was given this free reign to do his own little goofy uh, exploratory set. Like when Magic was like, you know, we want something a little lighter, do a thing. And he's like, all right, I've been looking to do something silly with Magic, you know, for a while. And he created unglued and it was hilarious and wacky and experimented in space that blackboarder couldn't do and it was super successful everyone loved it but there was this problem where they printed it like a small set so it was horrendously overprinted and they had to end up burning a lot of the product
1: i i remember um unglued, I could buy boxes for like $20 or something like that. And I was yeah. like, hey, this is a pretty good deal. I'll get some nice lands, and it turns out some lands were foil. Oh. And then I traded them away because I'm an
0: idiot. Mm. <laughs> but, uh, no.
1: there were some really sweet elements of it.
0: Those were the John Ames? Avon, Oh, yeah. Aven? Avon? Avon. Yeah, Avon.
1: Avon. But anyways, let's move past this pain. <laughs> okay. Together. all right these were together. I think it's, we can move on. It so was well, successful,
2: new. so they did get uh, unglued, two greenlit but it got cut at the last minute and so a few years down the line he did eventually create Unhinged which again super successful everyone loved it and they once again overprinted it because they still hadn't figured out that you print supplementary sets like supplementary sets not small sets and so again it had to be burned Um, and so Mark loves these sets These, these are his baby uh, goofy magic and experimenting is is his deal. He's a super creative guy. I mean, he, he's designed magic right for 20 years. Like <laughs> you don't get that far by not being creative.
0: Have there ever been any mechanics or flavor that works so well in the unsets that they've actually inspired new mechanics yeah, for tournament or tournament legal play?
2: So one of the reasons uh, unsets exist is their exploring design space Black hasn't gone to, or ha- hasn't been comfortable uh, sidling up to. So, boy back and Unglued, they had BFM, the biggest, most ridiculous monster of all time, so big, it had to be on two cards. One side had, you know, the power toughness and half the text and the, the mana cost, and the other half had the name and the rest of the, the text. So you had to have both cards... In order to put it on the battlefield, and that eventually became the meld mechanic. Uh, we've had a couple of cards like the cheese stands alone that had actually eventually become black border. So part of Un's selling point is that it can be it can lead the way for black border to eventually move into new design space. And even
1: the full art lands that we love, uh, and right. it was unhinged by the way. And tokens. Uh, unhinged was a John Haven, but just great land land cycle.
2: Yeah. So like uh, full art lands and tokens were both first introduced in uh, unsets and they're now a delightful universally loved part of magic yeah sure i just asked you
0: before we started the podcast if you had any extra thopter tokens laying around for <laughs> right. my my grixis thopter uh standard deck they're at
2: the very least super useful but mm-hmm. like now they're producing foil tokens as rewards for players like they're they're fully integrated into real magic and so for the last Five years or so, Mark has been trying to get Unstable greenlit. In fact, all of his time on Tumblr, he runs his own blog, Blog Tog, which is a, a joke about an old Atog magic card. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, people have been asking him for Unstable, uh, for, for a third unset, because he, the name wasn't unveiled until very recently. But he he loved it. He would worked with the rest of the Council of Marks, who are just other marks that work in R&D mm-hmm. who also loved Unstable and they created this set on their own without it being uh, necessarily going to print yet because they figured if you've already got it built it's it's so much easier to sell to the, the higher ups so
0: unglued and unhinged did those sets have a story or was it just no
1: they have they, themes yeah. <laughs> chickens chicken theme. yes <laughs>
0: So why Mom, what do you want <laughs> why well why is story with unstable
2: so unstable got the the modern treatment it's you know you're using modern sensibility where you've got a world a new world order so complexity is down at common uh, it gets a full creative treatment you know it's got its own world it gets to reference other magic things it's using the most recent technology and so of course it gets a little bit of a story as we' we'll, we'll get to eventually but it's it's using the most uh the current things that magic is doing it's it's the best that we have uh available and so it got it got bablovia which is the world that unstable is set on and now we have an actual un multiverse supposedly
1: <laughs> uh, yeah bablovia pentarchy and we're gonna talk about the uh, different different types of governments from so each um, being inspired by an element of science, which I think is just really a, from the science charter. Yeah, do we want to jump in and do uh, the story real quick? I would, I would love to. I, right? would just, so,
0: I just Before we go, yeah. I just wanted to say, apparently you could planeswalk there because what's-his-butt is in there. Um, well, I'm it's looking... specifically
2: Urza's head. Urza's head, There <laughs> we go. But we'll, we'll get to that later. So, we open on a Bavlovian... We open on a Babylonian high school history class, as they exposit in adorable fashion all over our faces. One student explains the Carta Ciencia, an ancient document that spurred Bablovia onto its over-the-top obsession with mad science, while another details the functions of the five ruling factions. Kareem tells the story of Calvin Granderson's self-replacement journey and eventual conversion to Grand Calculatron. Juanita recounts how no one in sneak knows the faction agenda and are furthermore convinced the whole organization is an elaborate practical joke played by another faction. Harold mentions the League of Dastardly Doom began as a villain support group, and they're all terrible at their jobs. Mingna speaks on the recruitment of aggressively breeding goblins leading to the creation of the Explosioneers, and Nadima... Briefs on the splicing breakthrough that led to the creation of the crossbreed labs.
1: I'd love to savor some of these uh, in depth. So, first of all, there's a science charter and she says, science is like mega important. And first of all, I think everyone should use the word mega. Zach, ask me how I'm doing. How are you doing, AE? I'm doing mega. I'm (laughs) totally mega today. (laughs) That doesn't even make sense. Uh, Now it does. That's that's the problem, Zach. It needs (laughs) to be more more common.
2: (laughs) You are making this a thing.
1: Yeah, I I hope so.
2: <laughs> and so, just as the presentations are wrapping up, Stuart jumps in. Squirrels, he relays, have replaced white mice as the test subject of Babylonian mad science to prevent the second extinction event after the loss of all white mice. Squirrels were upgraded, strengthened, and smartened, and now Stuart babbles. They're controlling the governments. They're behind it all. Mm-hmm. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> Roll credits. So uh, most of today's story was, was backstory on the factions. It it didn't really follow magical magic's typical story in that it ha- didn't have an arc. It didn't really no, it, go anywhere, but it was it, yeah.
1: yeah. It man. doesn't have a story structure except that it does have a, a twist at the end and the way the dialogue is set up, it, it can be um, and the way just the, the way the world is constructed is fun. But but the twist at the end with that squirrels control everything explains some elements of the <laughs> the exposition. Like, no one knows, knows exactly what they're supposed to be doing in the Agents of Sneak. Um, mm, and you
2: think the squirrels are the ones playing the elaborate <laughs> joke on Sneak? I, it, perhaps <laughs> so.
1: And, uh, yeah, that's that's true. So I felt like it did explain some things at the end, and it did put a nice twist at the end. So in that sense, sure. that was an element of story structure that we saw in this story. Um, so let's see. Uh, order of the Widget, I think it's uh, a beautiful twist that he didn't start modifying himself to become ultra-powerful. Or he just like wanted that. toast. He just wanted
0: some butter he toast. just wanted toast. So, uh,
1: how, would, uh, how would each of you modify yourself in order to improve yourself?
2: For toast? Well,
1: it doesn't matter. Not, not toast need to be everyone's
2: grail quest. I'm, I'm not going to go into this because this is this is an infinite well that you just, you just can never crawl out of. If you just start talking about how I would be better if I could implement... Any machine of any power level.
1: Well, maybe it'll belong in the order of the widget then. No, oh, I certainly don't.
0: It would be w- really wonderful if I could have some sort of extra storage capacity on my back. So I could lug around magic decks and life pads. <laughs> yeah. Just, just and turn these into a... Uh, and
1: they would like, never be stuff? stolen oh. if they were inside you.
0: They, they would never be <laughs> stolen... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. that's just good science. Yeah. So I would, I would definitely
1: have just a modest cyber exten neck. It would be steel chrome, Ooh. and you could just twist wherever I want, like a giant anac- anaconda. Uh, and practically speaking, I could also allow me to do the owl swivel on my neck, and that's just this That's what I aspire to. Before.
0: Just like Reagan from The Exorcist.
1: You know what? You're right.
2: It's <laughs> a great party trick. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: my lord. <laughs> Did you see that guy over there in the corner with the swivel neck? Oh my god. <laughs>
1: And He's
2: looking at me and that other guy at the same. Time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, he can't. Please he no. Can't see. Please. What, are,
0: what is the uh, the the best friend card? the The green white card that oh, it's better than, better one. than one. Two so ends you, are better than one. <laughs> You'd be like such a hit at FNM for on un, on uh, un, uh, unhinged night because of mm-hmm. course. Um,
1: Zach would have to have my, his oh, arm because as a judge I might be tempted to put my head underneath the table and look under, over my opponent's shoulder. Wow, had, that he, would be
0: had, so had, creepy. Oh,
2: to, I am uh, so looking forward to judge calls <laughs> on <one> craft weekend.
0: <laughs> <sighs>
2: okay, so, uh,
0: <laughs>
2: agents of,
1: let's see, Order the Widget uh, is a technocracy, which sounds like a great idea to me. Agents of Sneak
2: is a kleptocracy as in a government of thieves. Mm-hmm. The leader is Phoebe, Phoebe, who's half of the cast of Friends, along with uh, Chandler, who exists as a magic card. Touche. <laughs> oh, okay. That
1: that sounds delightful. So she's a ruler She has the golden ruler. The golden ruler. <laughs> and the agents of sneak escalated their crimes to support their gadget habit, which I can totally understand. It all started as a job board, you <laughs> that, know? and now it's a huge center of organized crime.
2: Mm-hmm. Still with the job. Mm -hmm. Of course, Mm -hmm. (laughs) had to keep
1: that, which may or may not be orchestrated and run by squirrels. So,
2: (laughs) I mean, nobody's ever seen the squirrels not doing it. So, (laughs) yeah, obviously, (laughs) was that a tail?
0: What What am I but just a mansuit filled with? A bunch of oh God, cooperating no. squirrels. 35 squirrels. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they
2: were after the chain veil all along. Right, that's
0: right.
1: <laughs> so uh, one of the one of the fun lines was, I think it was in this, regards to Ages of And mm-hmm. uh, someone says, I think it would be fun to be part of a cabal. And I just want every, our listeners to know that there's nothing stopping you from starting your own cabal. Start thinking of all you would like to see in the world, or not see as it
2: were. Not see, oh god! But no, that was that was for the League of Dastardly Doom, the Black Red faction. Oh,
1: very good, very good. let's we'll talk about that
2: one. That now. was my
0: favorite one. Yeah, uh, you like
2: the super villains? I
0: I love I, I have a very special place in my heart for competent super villains, which these yeah, are not. Or uh, like, as far as you get from competent, right? Super but but like the the camp version. It takes me back to... Like the original Batman movies with Jack Nicholas playing the Joker. Okay. it's um, all
2: about Adam West Batman. That's that's the ultimate.
0: Yes. Yeah. I was I was gonna go there too. Like it's it's it, you know like mustache twitching. Like I'm gonna take over the world because I'm absolutely evil and that's what absolutely evil people do. Is yeah. they plot and they scheme to take over the world. How will you ever defeat me, Batman?
1: I, I, along with major you definitely need a support group
0: (laughs) (laughs) I've concocted this elaborate scheme this machine it involves a candle burning a rope and then that is going to trigger a hammer that's going to bang into a ball and
2: then it's a rude Goldberg death machine
0: yeah exactly and just like all of this and then Batman is like tied to the table and he's like you'll never get away with this Justin and I'm like ha ha (laughs) (laughs) that's what you think
2: (laughs) Allow oh, me
1: to slowly poison your water with fluoride. Oh
2: no! <laughs> now your teeth are perfect too. But like you're also getting fluoride poisoning. Like people drink from the tap. Like that guy is still causing major health problems. He well, didn't actually fail. Well, actually. I... Poison is not
1: just a substance sack, it's a substance and a dose. So poison so fluoride can be either a poison or a cure.
0: What? Well, when you go to the dentist as a kid, you rinse your mouth out with fluoride. but you You're think. not supposed to
2: swallow it. Exactly, because in volume, it, it is toxic. It's and if very it's just toxic. In your water, it's going to get into your system more than just like brushing your teeth. So, soil. so in fact, he failed from the get go when he was like, uh, anyway. That's it. He, what? <laughs> go on. Make sure
1: kids make sure you have a daily dose of fluoride, but not too much. But not like inside your body,
2: just your mouth. Being a witch, like, <laughs> off topic, but I did. I, I was a little bothered by the asymmetry in legendary creatures, though it does make sense that the supervillains get the most supervillain cards, as they're all individuals. Uh, but, like, when the blue white faction doesn't get a legendary creature at all, most of the others do only get one, and then the League of Dastardly Doom gets four! <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, I mean, Mario Kill, also fabulous card. Didn't get any more Killbots. There's only one Killbot. <laughs> that is a little sad. I uh, was like, why couldn't I make a, t- a Killbot tribal? Like, this it, seems awesome. Is it a common, at least? I hope I Yes, have. it's a common vanilla 2-1. I do appreciate that it was
1: changed to the Legion Evil from, well, from a bunch of things, but originally the Men of Malice, so now it's more inclusive. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We have Grusilda. The, she's the Monster Masher, is it? Yes. Oh, You're the Monster Mash.
0: It is a match. <laughs>
2: It's such a graveyard smash, She she combines creatures from graveyards, just stick them together. All sorts of ridiculous combos you can out there. Yeah, that's hot. Oh, (laughs) is that what you're into, Justin? Oh, yeah.
1: And uh, this is a support group, after all, so they were talking about Doomsday Machine Malfunctions. Mm. And it, it happens to every mage sooner or later... To quote Flassify from a previous onset.
2: Hey. <laughs> one in four mages.
1: <laughs> I guess they're spell countered every once in a <laughs> while. And also there's a lot of perks to being in the League of Dash Dastard- D- D- Doom, such as the calendar. Make sure no one is threatening the same city at the same time. That's just embarrassing.
0: hmm But you know, every now and then mistakes happen, right? I mean, these, these, these are a very incompetent group of supervillains.
2: I mean, they're so incompetent that they literally schedule their failures on the <laughs> premise that they're going to fail.
1: Well, no. I mean, they're, they're both going to succeed, but if they both succeed, then they'll have to fight each other over the
2: same city. So this, they're divided, they're not... Well, if, if the person succeeds on Monday, then the world's gone, and whoever wanted to go on Tuesday doesn't get to do their thing.
1: I think it's talking about citywide in this case, but I, I like the way you think like worldwide I, I, that's definitely <laughs> go big or go you're a you're f- big thinking villain that,
0: <laughs> he shall f- tremble before me he's too smart go over to the lab people yeah you
1: may
2: not belong in this
0: <laughs> go <world>. study science <laughs> no um, I want
2: to use my science
1: I was surprised that the League of Dastard Doom has a great internship program what do you, do you think it would be like being an intern there uh dying a lot. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought like, too. Ha- have you seen being Super henchman, Duper Death
2: Ray? Have you yeah. seen the guy like carrying the food in the back getting murdered? I would
1: assume being an intern in League of Dash or would mean you're getting one shot all the time
2: by superheroes. that'd be
1: kind of <laughs>
0: that would be my assumption, and I'm not sure I believe. You'd wear a red shirt.
2: <laughs> yeah. Everyone's a red Every shirt. I mean they are black red, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. And then we've got the Goblin Explosioneers. cacistocracy? I'm, I'm yeah. sad it wasn't a cacistocracy, because well, that would make all the sense.
1: Part cacistocracy, part democracy. Hard to tell the difference sometimes. Let's see. Actu-
2: um, ruled it's, by the strong, old buzzbark? Well, it's ruled by the strong, sometimes ruled by the stupid.
1: Okay, all right. It, it's a little bit muddled, being green, uh, red, ha- hardly, has a, hardly has a system government at all, as you'd expect from them. Uh, and, but it was started by the Steamflogger Industries uh, Steel Mill. And it, there was a
2: beautiful anecdote that it was just started by the one Steamflogger boss long Yes. Time. <laughs> one day, a random Steamflogger boss wandered in and caused all sorts of speculation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I guess you could say there are many stories within this. <laughs> the, the Goblin Explosioneers were grouped. Goof- I mean, so they're, they're, they're the, the clan of, or the, they're the, the guild or government of the Riggers. Uh, they're, they're the most contraption-focused of the, the various groups. So they're the, the ultimate brainchild, or the, the descendant of uh, the original Rigger, uh, Steamflogger Boss from Future Sight. So that, that was what spawned most of the contraption work in Unstable, but specifically the Goblin Explosioneers all, all began with that one card. I thought the Goblin
0: Explosioneers was going to be my favorite faction uh yeah I well I was expecting like the sort of chaos and anarchy in the the goblin explosioneers yep. then than the uh the the league of
2: Dastardly Doom
0: yeah and and it, it actually looks like they have some sort of organized capacity <laughs> um <laughs> they working that may be overstated
1: I unclear like all the managers have left it's just goblins they're not even trying to sell anything anymore so
0: it's an egalitarian system
2: (laughs) they're actually living in in perfect harmony with each other
1: I'm not sure about that they really do go after those hammers pretty hard like if you go to sleep you might wake up one hammer short you know what I'm saying (laughs)
0: yes yeah
1: (laughs) so uh Geniocry- Geniocracy, is a rule of intelligence, and I'm worried that if I can't pronounce it, I might not belong there. But uh, uh, led by Dr. <gasps> Julius Jumblemorph.
2: Yes. So,
1: what element of yourself? Song- Sounds like a nice guy. I hope he, I hope he sponsors us.
2: I,
0: you I don't know, know I don't
1: know about that. I'm not sure you sound too so great to me.
0: My the first thing I thought when I saw that card is. We have to do a sponsorship ad with this guy. Yes. This guy is a professional. Mm-hmm. He looks like he knows what he's doing. And he's a changeling, right? He's Well, a... he's
2: he's the he's surpassed the changeling. He is all creature types at all times. So he doesn't he's not a shapeshifter in your library. Changeling is a is a line of text right. that, you know, gives that once it's, you know, being cast around the battlefield. But in your library, and in other zones, it's just a shapeshifter. But Julius Jumbomarf is a ninja, sphinx, turtle, uh... Morgoyf. Rigor. 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 All at once.
1: So you could search him up with a Merfolk Herald and then have him activate uh, uh... What's a car which makes you reveal a creature to
2: Oh, just anything that tutors for a creature.
1: You can put him into play with Goblin Lackey. There we go.
2: <laughs> yes. He is also technically uh, I, I think, um... At one point, like in one of the other unsets, Teenage was was like almost a creature type. Mm-hmm. So he is, in fact, oh, yes. Teenage <laughs> Ninja Turtle. <laughs> we got
0: there. <laughs> <laughs> he, is, he is a vehicle that can also... Oh, well, the vehicle's an artifact, creature, uh, artifact card type rather than a creature type. Oh, it's, it's not a creature? So oh, he's also a spoiled sport is what you're saying. Oh, darn it.
1: <laughs> what element of yourself would you like to express through Graft? can't do this. There's just okay, deep, know, too many know, things. You don't belong in this guild <laughs> No, I would break everything. So I'm always me. I mean, I'm not sure if I might smile. Is it big enough? Is it sharp enough? Are there enough teeth in it? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so I think I clearly need to be a half shark. A half shark? <laughs> then I just have this beaming three-foot-wide smile, which could really just engulf people, just, like, really enrapture people and just Mm -hmm. encompass all of them. They could disappear into the smile.
0: But then you would always have to keep moving or you would die. So
1: all upside? Is that what you're saying? That sounds
0: perfect. Um, I've already confessed that I am a league of intelligent squirrels wearing a man suit. So there's your answer.
2: All right, well. Wearing a man suit.
1: All right, fine. I'm with uh, well, I think Crossbridge Lab is definitely who i uh, identify with ten five the most. I'm gonna to try to get a co- cosplay with their
2: uh, proper laboratory attire. Yes, indeed.
1: We'll okay. see how that goes. Who knows?
2: <laughs> what about you, if Jack? If the squirrels allow it, oh, I'll be able oh, to do no, it. no, seriously. You you. Th- there's there's too many things like with the the technology. If you can all of a sudden start creating powers for yourself at no drawback, there, there's an infinite power ceiling, and I just I don't, I don't want to go down that wormhole. Well, what about which of these, um, five I want to say guilds, most, but... The, they're, they're factions. The,
0: yeah, which of these factions would you...
2: Most resonate with? Yeah. Uh, I really like playing the League of Dastardly Doom, but I really enjoy the mechanics of uh, the Crossbreed Labs. Uh, I, I'm not one for the chaos as much as Goblin Explosion Years would require, and I'm not much one for the incompetence of Agents of Sneak. Or uh, <laughs> the League of Dastardly Dooms, so I think I'll probably get up the Speed Labs.
0: I, I pegged you for the uh, Goblin Explosioneers. Explosioneers, the Goblin explode because you're a Purphoros deck, you just make so many Goblins. Uh, I would lo- there, there are a couple of cards in the oh. set
2: that I would love to have in Purphoros.
1: So the problem is, like, most of the time, people would be like, oh, sure, that'll be fun, but Purphoros are like, no. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I will kill you all at once. I
1: have played with Fruitcake Elemental during the holiday season. <laughs> <laughs> the Xenagod deck just doubled that thing all day. Oh, and, it, and don't worry, it killed me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I I had the full fruitcake experience. Don't don't <laughs> worry.
0: Sounds like my life every day.
2: So we're gonna take a quick commercial break. Uh, nothing at all related to what we what we just talked about. Absolutely. But, not. Uh, we'll be back in a few minutes.
1: Oh hi there, Mister Sphinx. How are you
2: today?
0: Oh, I don't know, Billy. I'm feeling a little blue.
1: Oh, no! I, I know just the thing. How about a riddle? You love riddles.
0: Not today, Billy. I don't feel like it. I just want to be left alone.
2: Oh,
1: but Mr. Sphinx. Wait, wait.
2: You there. Lizard man with wings and a white coat. Hello there, little Billy. I'm Dr. Julius Jumblemorph. How can I help you? Oh,
1: it's my friend, Mr. Sphinx.
2: Just not himself lately. Hmm, I see. I know what the problem is. Your sphinx friend is constipated. Const? Constipation, Billy. It happens when the card flow becomes blocked. It's quite common among white and red mages, but I've never seen a case this severe in a sphinx. The only antidote is far too dangerous. Oh please let it be a doom blade to put me out of my misery! <laughs> Wait? There's an antidote? Not a safe one. You need a maximum strength Sphinxlax, made from the genetically modified venom of a squirrel scorpion. Sphinxlax? That sounds perfect! Well, it would make your drawers regular, but no, the side effects are too great.
0: I don't care. What,
2: mice? Chronic elephants? Give it here! And seismic Bobarygmos! No, stop! Don't drink it! Are you are you okay, Mr. Sphinx? I'm starting to feel weird. No, oh, Sphinx Lax is Whoa. fast acting. Like I really fast. Ah, here, put on these glasses. And this I proper laboratory tower. Watch out, guy. he's gonna blow!
0: Whoa.
1: Whoa. Whoa. Whoa! Wowie! Look at all these cards! There's a Lotus Cobra and an Absinthe Falconer and.
2: <gasps> Shieldred! What? <laughs> you fools! What did she say?
1: Beats me. She whispers. That's her thing.
0: Hey, Billy.
1: Mr. Sphinx.
0: Who has four paws, two wings, and is your best friend?
1: You, Mr. Sphinx. <laughs> I love you.
2: Hello. This is Dr. Julius Jumblemorph. Here to remind you that not all constipation stories have happy endings. Every day, sphinxes across the multiverse are repealed, remanded, and unsummoned back into an already clogged hand, making drawing a miserable, sometimes painful experience. So remember, friends, when your hand has claustrophobia and your options are gummed up, don't get salty, get sphinx lax.
1: Welcome back,
2: Mm -hmm. Igor. Throw all the switches. We're going to talk about Unstable. Yeah, one of my favorite new things that Unstable brings to magic, that Mark Rosewater, of course, has been trying to get into magic for years, that dates all the way back to Door to Nothingness, which is a fabulous, flavorful card. Uh, back is, in one of the, the old core sets. Is that the artifact that you have to pay like
0: two of each mana and yes. tap
2: it <laughs> and
0: you vanquish somebody so, forever? Yes, so the five
2: man artifact, comes into play tapped. And if you play uh, WW, UU, BB, RR, GG, so 10 mana, specific colors, two of each, target player, this is the game. It's
0: the <laughs> but, ultimate Nerd
2: Slayer. But it started out in design as destroy target creature or player. <laughs> Which is the cutest line of text, like that is adorable. And when he brought it to the current rules manager, he's like, yeah, this doesn't work. This, this isn't gonna happen. He's like, please, it's so cute And he's like, no, we have a template for players losing a game and it's target player loses the game. We don't destroy players <laughs> <laughs> it's like one day <laughs> I shall make it. And so in unstable, we have Baron Von Count, who's a, a, a red-black member of the League of Dastardly Doom. My hero. <laughs> Who, when he uh, takes advantage of some space that we already haven't done with using a counter on the art instead of, like, actually being on the card, but he, he counts down the Doom counter from five, and when it reaches zero, you destroy target player. <laughs> <laughs> you got it in the game! <laughs> <laughs> it is was fabulous flavor. I love Police so are much. standing by. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the door of the Night, nothing does. I do like the idea of kicking a player through the door. Yes.
2: Bye-bye. Get out of here. <laughs> but yeah, so the destroy tiger player, no officially, in the game of magic, even if it's only on unsets.
0: I just think, uh, in my mind, I picture, like, Baron Von Count on the battlefield, and... Uh, whenever you cast a spell with the indicated numeral digit in yep. it's mana cost, text box, power or toughness, which is a lot of numbers you move the doom counter one numeral to the left. And so I can just imagine him rubbing his hands together being like
2: five! <laughs> can I get a four? <laughs> Anybody? Oh four! four. <laughs> How about a three? Three! Three! Not two. <laughs> I, I totally imagined him as the Count from Sesame Street, and he's like, yeah. "How many Doom counters do we have? Five Doom counters. four You, you have to do the ha ha ha. Uh, 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 oh gosh. I'm terrible. You guys do it better. Oh, no.
1: Probably in his uh, help group, he, he probably wanted to start at fifteen, and then people talked to him about this. Just <laughs> it
2: was an reasonable. intervention.
1: <laughs> We know you love the number 65. But you've got to start low. It's just
0: a testament to the incompetence of of the the the, lead after the doom. I can't, it's just so new. It's just not coming. But like he starts with a a a high number and then it gets really frustrated because (laughs) he can't count down. And then all of a sudden, you know. People intervene and they're like, why don't you just start at like five? And he's like, okay. Five! five. <laughs> Very good. Yes. yes. Mr. Mary
1: yes. Bond Count. Yes. yes. So I haven't. Um, I have cosplayed as uh, Dr. Horrible, and I see a lot of kind of parallels <gasps> between. <laughs> I've been Captain Hammer! Oh, of course, you tool! <laughs> <laughs> Get,
2: out <laughs> out Get out of here! No one oh. here to see! The status is not quoted! That, <laughs> that was such a wonderful in, danger joke. in the middle of it, me! Yes, Captain Hammer's here, hair blowing in the breeze! Oh, the God. day needs my saving expertise! Speaking You're of done. Dirty Rat, I really <laughs> love this card. So Dirty
1: Rat, uh, just this name is just delightful. It's oh my one black, one colorless. One generic. But one generic. Oh, God, you need kids. <laughs> when it says, this is a host creature. Whenever this creature enters a battlefield, target opponent discards a card. So very reminiscent of Ravenous Rats, one yeah. one for two. and Already a the card. card. And you're just ready to graph this baby up to make a half... <laughs> half uh, A humming rat, I guess? Or a half-shark rat?
2: (laughs) Half-shark rat. Just ready to go. I am am so ready for all sorts of ridiculous combinations to come out of this set. We are going to get some ludicrous things we did not expect.
1: Although it does occur to me that in the story... Uh, our dear Morrow said that rats had gone extinct or they were about to go White extinct. White mice. White mice. Not rats. The rats not are Not dirty here. rats. Oh, they're too good to experiment on dirty rats. <laughs> I'm not too good to experiment on dirty rats. Oh, But no. sure
2: you know. <laughs> uh, Asepsis. Eh. You've also been Duralf before. Oh, yeah. So you've, you've got that lab lab equipment on point.
1: Yeah, the more heads the merrier, in my opinion.
0: I actually have pictures of. Uh, Taking pictures of before I knew you, before you were a Lord, (laughs) before the Lorgois even existed. Way back in the day. I ran into you at a GP. I don't remember which GP it was, but the we took a photo of you uh, taking out my eye.
1: That's a classic. It is the classic.
0: classic. Oh man. It was it was it's a treasure. It still is a treasure. And now like we're co-hosts. This is amazing.
2: Anyway, sorry. So Wait a moment one of thing for you guys, the the listeners. As you're you're experiencing uh, unstable for the first time, if you happen to open any open any proper laboratory attires, please take pictures and tweet them at us for AE. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> well I so yeah, I'm trying to put together my lab coat. We'll see how that goes. Again it depends on what the squirrels allow me to do, but just hoping
0: <laughs> what, what the squirrels will allow. Yeah. Um, two of my favorite flavor cards and mechanic cards are Over My Dead Bodies and Animate Library.
2: <laughs> Over My Dead Bodies is so flavorful! Yes,
0: it certainly is. It's four black black for an enchantment. Creature cards and graveyards can attack and block as though they were on the battlefield. Can block or be blocked only by creature cards and graveyards are zombies, of course, in of course. addition to their other types and have undeath touch. <laughs> undeath touch? <laughs> what is that? Thank goodness for reminder text. <laughs> if they would deal damage to a creature card, exile that creature card instead. And then the last line of text is creature cards in your
2: graveyard have haste. Um, yeah, so you get to attack first rather than just letting your opponent get their in graveyard. In this
1: case, calling it reminder text is a little setting. Like, oh, of course that's what it does. No, it, it, it's like, oh...
2: <laughs> We've never seen the mechanic before. Right, right. On We've never touch. seen that
1: mechanic for text. Very good. Yes. What is
0: that? As a dredge, my I'm a dredge player in modern.
2: Oh my god, on death touch in dredge.
0: Oh, oh yes, but you, there is no way that you could get this card on the battlefield with dredge right, that I can presently this. think of. I mean, four black, black. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there aren't reanimates for enchantments, as far as I know. You're
0: not supposed to. Your opponent is not supposed to live to turn six with dredge. <laughs> Yes. Unless they have a rest in peace out.
2: You're also not supposed to have six lands on the battlefield at any point in dredge. That's
0: true. That is very true. Although with life from the loam, it's you know it's possible. Yeah, if, if you, you go for the grindy value. That's I your know. strategy. Animate library is four blue yeah, blue.
2: Includes my new favorite line of text ever. Go for it. Okay. you <laughs> just got so excited. and I was like, "Yes,
0: we're bonding." <laughs> Uh, enchant your library oh it's an enchantment aura enchant your library what <laughs> Boom. enchant your library i wasn't even Six aware seven. that your library was like a permanent it was kind of. it's just
2: sitting there it doesn't like all, all of unstable is breaking the rule that you can't have things in two zones and a lot of the stuff like sp- these two cards specifically are putting your library and your graveyard which are separate zones onto the battlefield
1: but it's still a library Yes. It is still that, a library. My favorite line of
2: text, it's still a library. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, what it does is it turns the enchanted library into an artifact creature with power toughness to the number of cards in it. And it's still a library. It's still a library. <laughs> so it's a six mana, make a giant thing. But of course, if you would kill the library, instead just exile the enchantment. Because how much would it suck to... Lose your entire library to a doom Blade. Is that how it works? So yeah, the last line of text of the card says, If Enchanted oh, right. the Library okay. would lead the battlefield, exile, animate library instead.
0: Reading the card explains the card. Uh, who's next? So, Fairy
1: Airy, and I assume it was created just because of this delightful name, as was perhaps many of these uh, contraptions. Yep. Um, I, I, to be honest... Still don't know how the contraptions work just yet, but we don't have to explain that here. This is, this is the lore. Uh, it says, whenever you crank Fairy Airy, create 2-1-1 one, one blue fairy spy creature tokens with flying okay. haste. Oh. Haste! Really and awesome. whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player draw a card, exile them. Oh no! At the beginning of the next they end step. They don't stick around. Oh no, my Fairies.
2: friend. Fairies! Unless, unless you have staying power. Oh. Thanks. <laughs> <Nice. laughs>
1: But no, yeah, The idea of fairy spies zipping around just really steams my caboose. That's, that's really... <laughs> steams your caboose. That's <laughs> a new one.
2: <laughs> another one of the, speaking of contraptions, another one of my favorite things is that they're, they're, each of the, the five factions has its own set of uh, nine contraptions. They, they're all you know, flavored specifically according to their, their faction. But if you get all nine of them together they form one picture because they're all borderless. So you line them all up and it's one giant image where they're all pieces of it and the little text box are covering bits. But it's there's five separate pictures that are split into nine contraptions each all the way through.
0: That's cool. So right? it's like
2: a little puzzle. Yeah.
0: Sort of like a little a little Thopter pack that you get in your pre-release kit. You you just build build your own little But these are actual
2: functional pieces that you can use in a game of magic. Right, awesome.
0: Great. (laughs) Going from like the foil tokens in the Eldritch Moon pre-release packs. I love
2: those zombies so much.
0: To build your own Thopter. Kind of a buzzkill. <laughs>
2: they've, they've got to keep things rotating, seeing what people like, you know. But the, the foil tokens were popular enough that they eventually became a FM prize. Yes. So, one, one of my other new favorite introductions to magic is Last Strike. <laughs> oh, that yeah. It, that its existence far outweighs the baggage it would put on the rules system, where it basically creates a third combat step, where after first strike, after first strike, creatures deal their damage, after normal damage happens, then last strike damage happens. And so, there are exactly two cards with last strike, though admittedly only one of them actually has last strike. There's extremely slow zombie, which is one and a lack for a 3-3, three, three, with last strike, which means it deals combat damage after creatures with last, without last strike. And the flavor text is, and eventually it'll get the brains, but it's a very very slow zombie. And the other card doesn't actually have last strike, but it uses it in order to create triple strike.
0: Triple strike, yeah.
2: Which is three-headed goblin, which is a five-mana 3-3 with triple strike, which is essentially double strike with the occasional upside. But the flavor text is true that two heads are better than one. Mm-hmm. But after mm-hmm. that, you run into two diminishing marginal returns.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> so the third head is the, the last strike head. And well, my other favorite interaction, which I had to check with Miro about this, is what happens if you give a last strike creature first strike? Because normally when you give a normal normal strike creature first strike, it loses the normal strike and just gains first strike. But in this specific instance, if you give extremely slow zombie... First strike, it gains split strike. <laughs> it, means it deals first strike damage and last strike damage. So it's essentially double strike. It's like a strike just sandwich. Your thing first, it's,
0: it's, like a, it's like a strike sandwich because it's a strike, two strikes Wait is the it. bread, strike. and then a nice meaty strike in the middle.
1: Yes. Yeah,
0: it's a strike sandwich. Uh,
1: so, I mean, they trade both. So your
0: normal strike creature is going to damage between the two hits. That's complicated. Speaking of complicated, oh boy, what do you guys think of Rules Lawyer?
2: Uh, ah, ah, <laughs> uh, ah! Why this card? Huh. Ah! <laughs> uh, oh! Uh, I facepalm so hard when I saw this card. So if you cast Rules Lawyer, what
0: happens?
2: All sorts of ridiculous things, but basically, um, none of your all your creatures essentially have indestructible and can't die from having zero toughness uh you can have multiple legendary permanents of the same name you don't lose the game uh things can't be destroyed your planeswalkers don't disappear uh you can now have you you can now attach uh, an artifact to a thing turn it into a creature and they'll stay attached it's it's very wonky. It does list out most of the things that happen on the card itself, so it's not too ridiculous. How do you get rid of it? It doesn't. Or it isn't. It, it affects other permanents, not itself. So st- the state still works on rules lawyer. It's, okay. it's everything else. So okay. You can still lightning bolt the rules lawyer. You just can't lightning bolt anything else.
0: It's a great, great card for teaching new players how to play Magic. Or
2: making them never want to play Magic. Well,
0: it's what rules... It's (laughs) the ultimate flavor of rules lawyering. It's like...
2: Well, (laughs) all these things...
0: Yeah.
1: Well, but this is a complicated set. Maybe not necessarily... A lot of these in-jokes aren't going to be gotten by the introductory
2: player. Speaking of in-jokes, my favorite. So... For the last couple of years, um, Magic has kind of worshipped it both fearfully and lovingly the creature Stormcrow.
0: Oh. <laughs> which is a, a
2: one-two flyer for one in a blue. It's a common, but you know, Stormcrow. It's it's behind everything. It's it's too powerful for standard. It's scary. Yeah. And so, in this set, as one of the more fantastic magic memes, we have Crow Storm, (laughs) which is a two and a blue sorcery with storm that creates storm crows. So for each spell that's been cast this turn, you copy it and you create a one, two flying bird named Storm Crow. So it's a storm crow with storm. So you get all the storm crows based on casting a bunch of spells. It's ridiculous and hilarious. Uh, what, um, what
0: could possibly
2: go wrong? Well, and most importantly, not flavor-related at all, but in Cube, um, the Storm decks have been missing one more win con. Like, they've had Brain Freeze, uh, Mind's Desire. Like there, there's a bunch of these good cards that allow you to win the game when you, you cast a bunch of spells and so on. But there's, they've always been one short. Like, a uh, grape shot just isn't good enough for cube. You can't actually cast 20 spells in a turn. Most of the others are, like, 5 to 10, and you win. But with Crowstorm, it's like Empty the Worms, but you don't have to delve into red. You can stay in blue. And so, it's an uncard, but it's cube, so you can put whatever you want in there. That's
0: right. You can't even make your own cards.
2: And okay, it's I'd... never going to get printed anywhere near this power level again in, in a real set. Yeah. So...
1: That sounds like a good idea to put it in your cube, so I, I did want to see how the flavor text compares. Here's the original Stormcrow. Stormcrow descending, winter unending. Stormcrow departing, summer is starting. So let's see what they did for the crow storm. <laughs> Stormcrow lonely, boon for a binder. Stormcrows together, likely a murder.
2: <laughs> <laughs> likely a murder.
0: As whenever two or more crows have gathered... They're a murder of crows. True that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really loved Squirrel Dealer.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you would, Mister hey, Squirrel. that is a good card too. Like I was, I was impressed with that. I'll be glad to have Squirrel Dealer in my uh, in my draft.
0: It is a one green for a one one creature that happens to be a raccoon lizard bird. And I mean, when just a he, raccoon a lizard bird. When when Squirrel Dealer enters the battlefield, ask a person outside the game, "Do you like squirrels? Do, do you like squirrels?" Exactly like that. You have to no. go up to them. <laughs> do you want to buy some
2: squirrels? <laughs> <laughs> but if they say yes,
0: yes, they're squirrel, delicious. They go great on toast. Oh, I got that. Then you get a one-one squirrel green squirrel creature token.
2: <laughs> Wait, what, one more magic meme because this one is near and dear to my heart because I started really playing magic around Khans of Tarkir. And in Cons of Tarkir, there is a story told through both Khans and dragons, wherein Surak Dragonclaw, leader of the Temur clan, as he is growing up and becoming the strong leader he eventually does, he encounters a bear, a giant, powerful bear. Yes, yes. And in the fight, he is shown punching the living hell out of this bear. Yes. In a savage punch. Which is a, a, a fight card. It's you know it, it count that has the the teamer mechanic and it gives plus two plus two. It has a deal damage equal to its power. and they, they fight each other, and then again in Dragons of Tarkir the alternate timeline, Surok again exists, but in this time he's punching a dragon in epic <laughs> confrontation. Yes, but now continuing in the story, this time the bear is punching the dragon <laughs> in really epic punch. Or. Mega Punch. <laughs> yes! yes. yes.
0: <laughs> oh, it's so mega. It's so mega.
2: But in this one, target creature you control gets plus two, plus two. Just permanently. It's like riding the Deluors. It just exists. But, if it's... or That's only if it's a host or has augment. But then it fights a creature you don't control. So it's always a fight spell, but if it's on a hybrid creature, that creature just permanently, because of complexity, gets plus two, plus two. Which is, is, is a great flavorful card. You know, it's, it means it's a hybrid bear thing punching a dragon. It doesn't get any better than that.
0: It's really epic. I love the flavor text. It smarts more than the average bear. Hey! hey. <laughs> it's a nice little callback to Yogi.
1: <laughs> so, I love Graveyard Busybody. Oh for g- generic two blue. Human Spy. All graveyards are also your graveyards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> graveyard busybodies, power and toughness are equal to the number of cards with flavor text in your graveyards. Graveyards. All of them. <laughs>
2: your graveyards. So she's
1: star star, and, and the flavor text reads, You have to hang around the graveyard if you want to catch the talking dead. <laughs> the talking so this will lie to uh, not only lying? activate any abilities in the opponent's graveyards, but also... Cast Corpse Dance. You can dance out of anyone's graveyard mm-hmm. now. Oh the possibilities are en- endless. Um, uh.
2: Also, <laughs> to, like, calling back to Justin's uh, earlier card, what was the, the graveyard one that made uh, Over My Dead Bodies? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <Yep. laughs> over My Dead Bodies and Graveyard Busybody. Then all creatures in all graveyards are yours and are unblockable.
1: Tombstorm Stairwell, I think it's an enchant world, which would put all, just all your zombies into play then. Oh my god. For some classic enchant world beats.
0: The possibilities are endless. Yes. So we talked a lot about what we loved about the set. Let's talk a little bit more about what we didn't like so much about the set.
2: Well, it just so happened that they accidentally, once again, missed... The infinite flicker combo that just plagued Standard for quite a while with Ordinary Pony, which seems innocuous enough. It's a common. It's a 3-mana 2-3 that when it enters the battlefield, it's, it's a host. So when it enters the battlefield, you may essentially flicker target other creature. And so if you happen to draft another uncommon, Squirrel, or Half Squirrel, which is an Augment, and graft it, or Augment it, onto the Pony... Then the squirrel says, the half squirrel part says, whenever a non-token creature enters the battlefield, and then you do the pony's text, which is flicker a non-token creature, or another creature. So, when you've got a half squirrel, half pony, whenever a thing enters the battlefield, flicker a thing. And so you can infinitely flicker any host or anything with an enter the battlefield effect.
1: Are you saying that mad science has consequences?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm saying mad science missed some things and so the pony immediately had to be eroded, so it now can only flicker a particular name once per turn, but it is unfortunate that they seem to keep missing these <laughs> like, it's, it's almost exactly the same as the Sahili Rai Felidar-Guardian combo and hostage taker and hostage taker, which yes, does it itself
0: I just think it's funny, like you have these two creatures, and in the in the in the world that's going on on the battlefield, it's like, oh, we're stuck in an infinite loop. And in
1: what sort of dark places does the hostage taker have to be in? Like, I'm gonna kidnap myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a prisoner of myself. <laughs> I am
2: my own worst enemy. But have I'm you... gonna
1: have Stockholm syndrome with myself, so it's gonna end up all right in the end. Oh my god!
0: Someone's been snooping around my journals.
2: <laughs> no. no, Jess, Jess. No. <laughs> but like um, you, just imagining the board state of like the, the the poor pony and then the squirrel bursts forth from its chest and then you just see one thing just start flickering in and out of existence just like oh my god and then they draw in the cards and die that's what I like to call a
0: successful experiment <laughs> <laughs> and you just start flickering reality yes um I so Hasbro owns Monopoly. Yes. And they have a card here. It's go to jail, all in capital <laughs> letters.
1: Oh, that's clever. So there will be no suing.
0: Yes. Right. As but long as it's there's, their property. But they they really could have milked this relationship or this ownership that Hasbro has with Monopoly. Right. Because there's nothing in go to jail that really... Well, except at the beginning of the upkeep, the exile. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna read the whole card. Yeah. And so one white enchantment. When go to jail enters the battlefield, exile target creature and opponent controls until go. Go to jail leaves the battlefield. At the beginning of the upkeep, if the exile cards owner that rolls. Uh, that player rolls. That pff, I'm gonna read it again. At the beginning of the upkeep. Oh. Of the exile... Sorry. Go ahead. I'm gonna do it again. Third times winner. At the beginning of the upkeep of the exiled card's owner... This this is the English language. (laughs) Why am I having such a problem with this? No
2: worries. So at the beginning of the upkeep of the exiled card's owner, that player rolls two six-sided dice. If he or she rolls doubles, sacrifice, go to jail. So I understand that
0: the flavor is in the game of Monopoly if you lived in a cabin when you were a child and did not get to... (laughs) experience oh the God. truly awfulness of if, Monopoly. If you, were, if you
1: had a terrible childhood, you likely played in the Monopoly too
0: and much. you And you were likely good at it like me. My sister called me <laughs> Monopoly Satan, and I relish in that title. Thank you very much. We're no
1: longer friends.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but if you get sent to this space on the game board called jail, you get to roll two dice, uh, and if you get doubles, then you get to... Go free. Go free. So, I understand, like, the, the, the callback to it, but I it's just... pretty flavorful. I like it. it. Well, I just think that they, they, they held back a little. And, I, okay, what I'm really trying to see, or re, what I'm really trying to say is there should have been flavor text that says, do not pass go, do not collect $200. <laughs> That's what I'm yes. really
2: trying to say. But, I, so, I you'll that. just have to shout it. Unfortunately, Out- I think the text was just too big. Like it just it couldn't fit on the card. Like you look at that. It's it's a full text box.
0: Yeah, well they they did a little too much with the text, I guess. I mean I had <laughs> I couldn't
2: even say it correctly after four times.
0: <laughs> Your eyes would bleed if they had flavor text there.
2: Right. My my one of my other beefs is with sacrifice play, specifically the flavor text. So it's an instant three mana. A person outside the game chooses an attacking or blocking creature target opponent controls, and then they sacrifice it. Solid card, it's fun, you know, get someone else involved in your game. But the flavor text reads In recursive chess, one piece can capture another only after beating it in a game of recursive chess. <laughs> it's, it's an infinite downward loop where you play a game of chess and you can't take, or one piece can't take another in your game of chess until it's played a game of recursive chess with that piece. And then the pieces in that game can't... It just... it's It goes infinite, and I can't stand it.
0: Speaking of going infinite...
2: Zach, <laughs> Zach is a judge. Zach is a judge, if that weren't not...
0: <laughs> so, Zach, tell us about your loving relationship with infinity <laughs> as a concept. When players... Let's say in a tournament, uh, tournament setting, you have an infinite combo with... Um, well, well,
2: speaking of infinite, we do, in fact... Have infinity elemental. We're getting
0: there. We're getting there. Okay. So, when you're playing at a tournament level and a player has an infinite combo, yeah. let's say with the, uh, the the 3 2 with persist that comes into the battlefield and yeah. gains you life. Kitchen Finks. Kitchen Finks, thank you. Omelette, and yes. So, you can't say I gain infinite life, right?
2: Right. So, what, what you can do is you can go infinite towards ending a game but you can't go infinite towards not ending the game. So you you, you can't gain infinite life because it doesn't end the game, but when you say I deal infinite damage to you, it means I deal damage to you until you are dead. So if, if it's a closed loop, in that sense, you can go infinite, but if you're going, I gain infinite life with my sack outlet on Kitchen Finks, it's pick an arbitrary number, however high, because the only way you're gonna get beat in that direction is if your opponent goes infinite and they can actually go infinite until you're dead. So what is the two questions?
0: First question as a judge who probably has to make this ruling quite often about having to specify a number as some as a player cannot legally in a tournament play go infinite. Um, what is the highest arbitrary number that you've seen in the game of Magic when somebody does infinite damage, quote, infinite damage, or gains, quote, infinite life.
2: I mean, once in, in cube, I gained a Google to the google No, that's pretty good. Life. I hate but. you. <laughs> <laughs> you really have to
1: whip out your phone to try to top that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but you could say that plus one when you're dealing
2: damage. Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah so the, when it's going infinite towards a thing, it can it can actually be infinite, but it's when it's going infinite away from a thing, it can't. So, converging towards zero, where you have to be to go infinite. Okay, and how do you feel about infinity elemental? <laughs> well, because in terms of dealing damage, it is converging towards zero. It's okay. But when you give it lifelink, it becomes problematic, <laughs> especially when you're dealing with dueling infinity elementals and one of them has lifelink. Because infinity minus infinity... Is still an infinite. Oh, it, <laughs> so I mean, uh, as a judge, I can just rule that they are functionally identical and have the same level of infinity. And so, in order to move the game towards. But its that doesn't make sense. In order to move the game <laughs> towards its conclusion, <laughs> if the infinite. <laughs> If the non-life linking infinity elemental is given double strike, it will in fact deal double infinity damage and kill a l- infinite life gain. <laughs> 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 ah! <laughs> Please may this never happen
0: in a game of Magic. The reason why I bring this up is because at the last uh, last Friday Night Magic at my local game store, uh, a bunch of players went out and had pizza um, after we slayed each other, as nerds do. <laughs> and we were talking about the Unstable set, and one of the players brought up the Infinity Elemental. Yeah. And all of the judges at the table, at the same time, collectively groaned. <laughs> it was an amazing sight to see. It was a very groan-inducing card. And I asked them why, and they said, we're just done with Infinity. We are <laughs> done with Infinity, infin- in- in- Infinite, we're just done with it. But
1: are they yeah. done with Mega?
2: <laughs> you know, Mega, Mega yeah, is Mega's new. Good. Mega is a new Infinity. As, just well, just as first. long
0: as you don't join the concepts of May, Mega and Infinity,
2: okay. then I think okay. we're going to be fine. One, one little last little thing about Infinity Elemental that I want to drop. Um, for the longest time, or for the last couple of years at least, Maro's been talking, or has just offhand mentioned that there is a vanilla at Mythic. There's a vanilla creature at Mythic Rare in one of these sets he said it was coming out sometime this year, even, announced this last year. Said, but it had been kind of a thing that people were checking in on. They're like, you know, is, is the vanilla mythic still on the design file? And he's like, yeah, it's it's still there. Um, and then this last year he's like, yep, it's going to print. And we have met it in Infinity Elemental because it technically has no text. It's just an infinite power creature with five toughness. So it is, it is the first vanilla creature to exist at, at Mythic Rare and quite likely the last because you have to be real splashy to make Myth- Mythic Rare and I think this is this is about as as splashy as you can get on a vanilla creature.
0: And it, the ultimate groan is when you open up a Mythic and really excited that you open a Mythic and it's a vanilla Mythic. Might I mean, as well, I'd be excited
1: to open this. It might as well Vanilla's be. Vanilla is a fine flavor.
0: Fine. Flavor. <laughs> I guess vanilla is a fine flavor. Indeed.
2: I mean just give this guy trample. Team of Battle Rage.
0: Oh, oh so many affinities.
2: <laughs> yeah, this card is infinitely abusable. <laughs> <laughs> power
0: four or greater for ferocious.
2: I have infinite power. But yes, it's also quite problematic. But it's that's that's unstable in a nutshell. It's a lot of fun, and if you take it out of context, you can break everything.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, on that note, thank you for joining us for this mega episode of the Loregoys. I'm one of your hosts, Justin. I'm AE. And I'm Zach. And we will see you next time.